Hello, hello. It's me, Kyla, again with another solo episode. I know last week I said that Holly was going to be back on the podcast, but on TPH, I just don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon, and I'd rather not keep addressing it and every week being like, hey, next week we're going to be back together because it just hasn't happened so far, and I just... I just don't have the capacity for it. So another solo episode of me just talking about pretty much nothing. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed that thus far. Um, That it is what it is. I'm also not going to edit anything, not going to edit anything out. It's basically like a stream of consciousness. So we're, we're almost treating it like a diary, almost. But I had some food, got my calzone. I've been spending way too much on food lately, like easily Ubering. I probably Uber eats like maybe over $100 worth of food in the past month. Just because, uh, like I said last episode, I've been dealing with a depressive episode. I wish my laptop wouldn't make those noises but it just did but um like I said last week I've been dealing with a bit of a depressive episode myself so it's been really difficult to cook if I've been making myself anything it's pretty much just been little Caesar salads like just lettuce some parm cheese some croutons and some Caesar dressing and that's what I've been eating if I don't go pay for food just because the thought of cooking myself is just way it stresses me out and uh so yeah that is that on that depression wins unfortunately a lot of the time but it is what it is hopefully I'll start getting in the swing of like working out regularly again and you know just being able to function like a normal person but again like I get that it's just me on the podcast right now don't know how long that's gonna happen like I said I don't have the capacity to like waste time but this is for me my favorite creative outlet of right now it's my one of my favorite things to do so in other words the show must go on or I will continue to make the show go on especially when I'm the one seeing like the money come out of my bank account for the storage for the episodes and everything. If you do podcast yourself, you know that you have to have a podcast host website and pretty much um, you have to pay for storage and like the base fee for the plan that I'm currently on is I think $15 a month, but a lot of the a lot of the time I have to go over that and pay extra anywhere from 10 to 20 to 25 sometimes I've paid even $30 extra per month outside of what we pay for or what I pay for the plan just because um, we need the extra store I need the extra storage for the length of the episodes and stuff like that so it's very easy for like when you're seeing the money that you're investing into something or like you've seen the money that you've invested in the past like I said I'm getting my finances together that's how I know that I've spent way too much money uber eating and just eating out in general in the past few weeks um, that I've kind of been feeling a little bit more down but when you're the one like seeing the money outflow or seeing the things that you've invested and like the microphone and all that type of stuff like you want to make the most of it it's just like just like with YouTube for me I'm not always in the mood to film a video or to like edit and upload especially because I get little to no play on my videos so 
Go check them out. Shameless plug. Actually, don't check them out because I'm the cringiest fucking person on the internet as far as YouTube goes. And honestly, I have no direction with my YouTube channel. And that's okay. But I still make videos because I have a $600 camera sitting in my room. And while I use that to like just take pictures sometimes and fool around and all that type of stuff, I still don't like, I, I've never been a person to waste my money. I've never been a person to waste other people's money. And you just, when you invest in something, like you actually want to do it or you see more there's more of an incentive for you to actually pursue something instead of just you know like giving it up or being like ah that was a sneeze or be like "Ah, I don't feel like doing this I'm tired I'm whatever the case may be just like um I guess we can kind of get into my L of the week is that I've like I said been just been having a shitty time in life overall if I could get off this ride called life for sure would take the first train out at this point, but um, the biggest thing is, I don't know where that was going, the biggest thing is just having a shitty week overall, and then like, I went into my guitar lesson, and I don't know, it's just like, with everything, like when you're first learning something, an instrument, learning a new trade, with photography graphic design whatever it is whenever you first learn something it can be a little bit easy I wouldn't say easy but like you're starting out like my the first song I learned on guitar is twinkle twinkle little star and that's like a typical when you learn any instrument like when I learned flute or when I fucked around on the saxophone a little because my sister played sax or when she started playing bass clarinet and I fucked around a little bit on her bass clarinet like just because um when you first learn something like the simple you get put with the most simple stuff I guess you could say so it's like I was able to pick up my first few or the easiest chords to know on a guitar which are E minor and A minor A minor yeah E minor A minor A like those chords super easy to learn Twinkle Twinkle Little Star is played on one. Sorry, my nose is kind of running as well. It kind of got like rainy earlier. I feel like when it rains, my like sinuses and stuff just start draining and we just don't have a good time when it's raining. Hopefully it doesn't rain tomorrow. We'll get into what I'm doing tomorrow later on, I guess. But all of the simple stuff, Twinkle Twinkle Little Star is played on only one string. So it's... It was really simple to pick it up and to get good at it quickly. And now that I I think I started lessons at the end or no, I started lessons in the middle of June. So July and it's now August. So this is going to be my third month of lessons. So and what it's like four lessons per month or something like that, somewhere around there. So, so far I've had two this month four, and then I think my first month was prorated because I started a little bit I don't think I started on like the first Tuesday so three plus four seven I basically had nine or ten lessons so far and it's just it's hard because the lessons are only 30 one lesson a week 30 minutes per lesson and that when you get into it doesn't feel like a lot of time if I had the money to like stretch my lessons into an hour instead I definitely would but that would be double the uh 
cost of what I currently pay to take my lessons. So right now, because I want to continue going on with my lessons, maybe once I'm making a little bit more money and I'm in my full-time job position next year, I'll be able to you know, afford to take more than one lesson a week or stretch it into an hour or something like that. But right now it's just not feasible, especially with me going back to school. I am trying to find another job to help supplement that because obviously I have rent and bills to pay, but guitar is something that I'm really into. And it's something that kind of, for a reason, we'll talk about it, helps ground me in a way. So, um, Anyway, like obviously over the time that I'm doing my lessons, things are going to get progressively more difficult and you can almost think of it as I think it would be not exponential, but like a logarithmic curve. So it takes off. It's like really steep at first and then it starts leveling off. And you kind of hit somewhat of a plateau and it just feels like you're not getting any better or like your change in what you're doing or how good you're doing your progress. It starts to seem to slow down. And even though other people might see your progress outwardly and say, you're doing a great job, like keep up the good work, you're not doing anything wrong. It can sometimes be very difficult to like look at yourself and look at your own progress. A lot of people have that issue with like weight loss journeys. When you first start your weight loss journey or when you first start working out and eating healthy, you drop weight like crazy. You you could lose 10 pounds in like two or three weeks. But the longer that you go, the longer you're working out, the longer you're eating healthy and stuff, your body... They say your body doesn't actually get used to it, but you you just have less fat, less weight to lose, so you're going to lose less of it. So with everything, you kind of hit a plateau, and I feel like that's somewhat what I've hit like in my guitar lessons, even though it's still very early on with me learning guitar. Sometimes I just feel like I'm not really progressing or I haven't really progressed as much over the past few weeks. So like that coupled with depression, um, yesterday, L of the week, I literally had like a mental breakdown during my guitar lesson and probably freaked out my teacher so bad because, um, there was one other time where like I was crying after my lessons and he came out and like he thought he he was the reason that I was crying when in reality it was again stupid boys but um this time it was just and it wasn't even really like him like we were the biggest thing I guess is that we were reviewing certain stuff that I hadn't looked at in like weeks or hadn't tried playing in weeks and I just I don't know. I was really tense. I was really sad. (laughs) And like all of that from the beginning kind of just like set me off. And I just I really wasn't like in the frame of mind to have a lesson that day. But because I'm paying so much for them, (laughs) paying an arm and a leg, of course, I'm not just not going to show up to my lesson. Like I actually put on my Instagram story that, um, you know, just something jokingly like cry during my guitar lesson, depression one today. And someone that, number one, I don't know, which is one of the biggest things that I dislike about social media is that 
yes, you post things somewhat to get a reaction from other people, but also like people feel so entitled to your life or to give you unnecessary opinions. Like someone was like, oh man, do you really have to go to those? Yes, I have to go to guitar lessons if I'm going to learn fucking guitar and I have to go to lessons if I'm paying for them. I'm not just going to not go. But anyway, like things like that, like I don't even have you accepted as being able to send me messages. And there's just a slew of messages from this one person. And I know I could just easily block someone like I get that. But it's just the fact that people feel so entitled. Like I don't really message influencers or even friends and other people on Instagram unless well I'll message friends because it's like I know them and most of the time it's just being like haha that's so funny or that's really cool that place that you went to but I don't message influencers or like people I look up to or get fashion whatever inspiration from I don't message them and be like you should do this or do you really have to do that like commenting on their life I find that very weird I don't know I find a lot of things about social media weird which I guess is why I'm a sucky YouTube vlogger blogger and Instagrammer and all of the errors that relate to being social media as a job or as a even as a hobby you know so The only good thing I do is being a podcaster and being somewhat consistent, which, like I said, I am switching and we'll get more into this a little bit later. I know I keep saying that, but hopefully I'll remind myself to like come back to these points. But um, yeah, this is going up on a Thursday, which is different, but that's because I wanted to give myself a little bit more time. I Like I said, right now with Holly, there's no type of recording schedule like you guys have heard. She hasn't been on the podcast for a hot little second now, and I don't know if that's going to change. But for me personally, if it's going to be me doing more solo for a little while, I'm going to try to like record on, say, Sunday so that I have a little bit of the week to get it uploaded. Like I'm going to make a set day that I'm going to record an episode so that I have time if I need to edit it. Like something like this where I'm just talking constantly, I don't really need to edit. But if I do have some guests on and stuff like that, then I'll like have a set day to record so that I have time to edit and upload because I am going into grad school starting technically tomorrow. I start orientation. But anyway, back to my guitar lessons. I freaked out. And bless his heart because he is literally like the nicest fucking person ever. My guitar, I don't think I could have a better guitar teacher, like someone who's good at explaining things. Also, a lot of the people at the guitar studio that I get lessons from are kids. So I think that's another reason why it kind of freaked him out that I was crying because or that I was crying and frustrated partially at guitar but partially because it was just like the the straw that broke the camel's back but I feel like part of the reason um is because like you would expect like a little kid to possibly get frustrated or to cry when they're not doing well but when it's a fucking 22 nearly 23 year old woman like someone who is I guess somewhat, I don't really know how old he is, but he's not old at all. I don't think he can be older than like 30, early 30s, honestly, but someone who is kind of like an age contemporary somewhat, um, as far as me being an adult and things of that nature, like it can be really like difficult to see someone like get emotional. And we all know that I am emotional. I am the epitome. If you looked at Webster's fucking dictionary, uh 
my picture is next to emotional, maybe also next to emotionally unstable and like, what is it, the medical dictionary or encyclopedia of psychology or whatever you guys over in the psychology, medical, nursing, all of that field used to diagnose um, mood disorders and all of that fun stuff. But um, my picture is definitely next to anything dealing with emotion or crying. That would also be a good thing for my picture to be next to in the dictionary. But either way, I'm sure it was very jarring for him to be like, I literally have a 22 year old woman in my studio right now who is like so frustrated either with life or with guitar that they're crying. So like I'm tearing up thinking about it, but I'm also like tearing up in a laughing way because it's just like half of me wants to be like, it's so absurd for me to sit here like crying over the fucking guitar. But also I'm just not used to like, and he brought this up because Holly did mention to him. That's where Holly works, where I take lessons. But um, I'm pretty sure we've mentioned that before. But either way, um, Holly, like, told him, <laughs> like, Kyla is a person. And a lot of people perceive me as this. I've always been perceived as, like, the girl who has it all together. The girl, like, perfection and all of that type of stuff. Just driven, ambitious, nearly perfect perfect I guess and that's something that has really really harmed me um because of the the perception that everyone has that I always have it all together other than my social media profiles that's like podcasting and my YouTube channel and on my Instagram stories that's where people and Twitter oh my gosh my fucking Twitter but that's where people really get to see that I don't have everything all together it's just I have I'm not gonna lie I do have most things together I'm in a very good place as far as career wise and I've always been good at like school and education and stuff we'll see how grad school is I lost a ton of well I've gained some of that weight back and eating out hasn't exactly been um great for my weight loss and fitness journeys and everything but overall I'm a strong able body healthy person even from like freshman year of college or like high school and stuff I've dropped a lot of weight my body has like definitely leaned out and is curvy in all the right places except my boobs unfortunately you cannot work out and grow boobs like conspiracy theory all these girls even though half of them have fucking butt implants but that's okay you get your bbl in silence and everyone can do whatever they want to do i just wish they would be more upfront about it because there's some people who honestly think that they can go from being super duper uber skinny like 90 pounds to having a butt as big as like mine and I don't have that big of a butt like the the whole fitness influencer side of YouTube and Instagram it's just a fucking wild ride but um unfortunately you can't even grow boobs at all like you can't they you just pretty much unless you get breast implants which has been an option for me in my mind as I think of spending all of the money that I haven't yet earned in my accounting career but I like you can't 
grow boobs. You can't do like chest exercises will only make your boobs but so big, but it's not your actual boobs that are bigger. It's not the tissue. It's just what's underneath. And all that's going to do for me because as the wonderful Victoria's Secret associate who measured me for a bra and measured me completely wrong and it's part of the reason that I don't even fucking bother with bras anymore and I'm definitely not wearing one tomorrow for grad school orientation because I don't fucking feel like it but um as she mentioned I have a what she called a very pronounced chest plate so any it doesn't matter basically my I have more chest than I do boob and like chest as in the hard part like the bone of your chest so even where my pecs are like underneath my boobs those could only get so big before not doing and either way like even if I did grow chest muscles underneath my boobs it's not gonna like help my boob situation if that makes any type of sense because my boobs like my chest is so I don't know how to explain it if you were to go on my Instagram and like see pictures of me in like low cleavage tops or maybe high cleavage is a better way low cut high cleavage tops then you will see even the most low cut shirts that darn near show everything except my nipple you still don't I still don't have cleavage in them even if there's something that kind of gives a little natural push-up like this um you know those bodysuits the lace bodysuits that everyone every Instagram girl is taking pictures in even those like I'll wear that and it's like okay, you you kind of have a little bit of boobage, but you see more chest than anything. Honestly, I'm so insecure about it, talking about it. Um, And what I usually do with my insecurities is to either pierce them or tattoo them. So mm, I don't know if a even bigger chest tat would be the answer for me. But anyway, I have no idea how I got on all of that, but yeah, basically I cried during my guitar lesson yesterday, despite my teacher saying that I was doing, oh, I know what I was saying, but um, I know I just freaking jump around. This is what the mind of someone who has ADHD is like. I It's very difficult to stay on one, like, topic path because everything it's like as I'm talking about things just new doors and new little light bulbs just go off it's hard to keep my attention span on one thing even if I have a book of notes or something next to me or an outline for things I'm supposed to say I still just jump to a whole bunch of topics but anyway um I'm always that person like from when I was young you know gifted classes I played sports and generally, even though I didn't always play the positions that I wanted to, I usually like got playing time um, until I dealt with my ugly ass high school coaches who were just fucking trash. But even then, even though I deserve like in high school to be on varsity and everyone knew that, like I could take solace, solstice, solace. 
I believe his soul is, and the fact that like even other parents and other coaches knew that I should have been on the varsity team rather than on the JV team. But on JV, like I got a whole bunch of playing time. I was JV made me seem like some big star player, which I definitely was. But um, I looked like even more of a standout. Like oh my gosh, she has so much talent compared to everyone else on JV, which might sound very pretentious and very full of myself but it's 100% true um so and like on my travel ball teams I was always not maybe talent wise well actually yeah talent wise I'm gonna suck my own dick right here for a second talent wise and also I just had the work ethic I outworked anyone else on a team most of the time so that compared with the fact that I had I would say above average talent equaled a lot of playing time equaled being somewhat of a star player equal me getting like MPV little trophies and name tags or whatever at tournaments and stuff um not necessarily like I tried to be a standout with everything because honestly I got bullied so much in like middle elementary school or like late elementary school and middle school um that I tried to fly under the radar as much as possible in high school so um and even some of that has dipped over into college like I honestly, college and post-college, I totally forgot that I fucking graduated and I'm about to go to grad school. That stresses me out. We're having a little bit of an existential crisis about that. But either way, um, basically, I'm not used to not being good at things. And that, like I said, was a, I knew I was a good softball player. I knew that it was softball politics not giving me the chance to show off what I had and what I could do. I was always good at school. You're looking at a high school salutatorian of 350 graduates. Um, again, some pretty fierce competition because the high school I went to was considered like the best and brightest high school. I mean, our theme motto is that what it's called our motto was excellence is the standard not the goal so if that tells you anything about my high school and the type of people I was going to high school with and the fact that you know everyone loves to shit on AP classes but I took AP and honors courses honestly I hadn't taken a regular education course other than like ones that they didn't offer honors or AP classes for like what your health class and freshman year and stuff like that. But as far as actual academic courses, I actually did not take a regular ed class. And I'm not saying regular ed in like a derogatory way. I'm just saying it wasn't a gifted or AP course. I didn't take a regular ed course until my last semester of senior year. And when I can tell you how bored I fucking was because all of the information and I wouldn't have taken it. I would have taken an AP alternative, but they didn't offer an AP alternative at my school. You know, perks of going to a brand new high school where they're still trying to find teachers and everything, get everything in line and all of that type of stuff. So we didn't really have anything established. There wasn't a teacher who could teach AP economics. And while the ec econ and the ec teacher while the econ teacher it was one of the nicest teachers in all of my high school I was utterly bored (laughs) 
like making over 100s because it was the type of class where she built in extra credit into her test. And so if you got every single question right, you made over a 100 automatically. And I had everything done on time. It got to the last like few things or assignments and stuff in the class. And I could have bombed, not done every single one and still ended up with enough like way over what I would need to keep an A in the class. So I was bored. Everyone else, it was just like, I know I do have issues with paying attention and like my attention being swayed easily. But when it's, I've always been able to, I guess, channel it into other things. So like right now, I should be getting my stuff together for orientation and editing my resume and sending it to be printed so that I can pick it up tomorrow morning and doing all of those things. But instead, I'm productively procrastinating, which is what I've always done. So instead of doing something that I know has to get done, I'm going to wait until the last possible moment to do it. But I'm also going to record a podcast so that I'm doing something productive. I'm also going to tab out my notebooks and update my planner and look at my finances and put up my clothes and practice a little bit of guitar on top of all of those things just so that I feel a little bit more accomplished and don't feel too bad about the fact that I put something off. So because I had that mindset, it wasn't like the other people in my class who their version of I don't want to do this assignment isn't to find another assignment to do to replace it. It was to be a distraction to everyone else in the class. So um, needless to say, that was an experience for me. It definitely kind of broke me out of my shell, but it also prepared me for college because college is literally just sometimes a hodgepodge of just shit happening and like side conversations there's always going to be if there's one thing anyone about to start college you're going to have those sorority girls or sorority recruits or pledges who talk about the fucking risky business party before risky business happens the day of and months afterward that's all sorority girls really do is talk about the different events and distract everyone else in class but that's a little bit of a personal vendetta from my freshman year um music not music theory music in society class which was basically basic band theory or basic music theory mixed in with different eras of music so um that was a fun class man anyway needless to say I don't have much experience in not being good at things and not being a perfectionist. The only other thing in my life that I can say that I'm not as good with or that I'm not good with is like dating and relationships and stuff and falling for the wrong people or not really knowing how to conduct myself in relationships, not knowing how to, uh, I can't say communicate because I do, maybe I over communicate in relationships. So I guess that would, again, be communicating not effectively, um, just not choosing the right guys to go on dates with or the right people in general, or maybe even not giving the right people a chance because I'm super picky and all of that type of stuff. And just in general, like going back to dead situations and just that type of thing. No need to talk about that shit anymore. So, um, but like 
if I'm not actively dating someone or dating people or like I've deleted all of my dating profiles and I'm kind of just like doing me right now, I guess you could say, I'd rather meet someone like if I'm going to meet someone and date someone, I'd rather meet them in person at this point because I mean, I'm just a person I'm always going to value face to face connection and real connection and being around someone. And I also realized about myself that it's very difficult for me to be like, I can look at someone and objectively be like, oh, this person's cute. Like the last guy I guess I was seeing or dating or whatever. I was like, he's kind of cute, but it's hard for me to feel any sexual attraction or any like attraction to someone without knowing their personality. So it's like an instance with him, like literally date one. I was like, eh, he's short. He's a little bit on the thinner side. Like he's not what I guess physically I would have in mind but at the same time like once I got to know him I was like oh like as I get to know someone they become more attractive or less attractive to me but overall like I can't I don't really feel attraction based off of looks like that would explain like I get made fun of by my friends and family for dating quote ugly end quote people but it's because their personality is what I'm attracted to so I guess I guess physically, I d- I'm not really attracted to anything sp- specific. Like, I can appreciate that someone is aesthetically pleasing, I guess, in the conventional sense. Like, who, well, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say, like, Maddie Healy is attractive in the cons- uh, consensual. Hopefully everything you're doing right now is consensual, but in the conventional sense. But, um... Like, I I guess the attraction for me, like, really hit home with, like, interviews and his stage presence when we went to the concert and stuff like that. Um, And even, like, uh, I always use, like, Harry Styles as an instance. Like, I, even when I first met Holly, I was very anti-Harry. I was, I'm always contrarian for the sake of contrarian or being contrarian. I didn't like the Jonas Brothers at the height of their careers, I guess, like back when we were younger. I didn't like um, Five Seconds of Summer. I didn't like One Direction. Like I just, anything or anyone that people flocked to (laughs) or really liked, I was just like, this is, I didn't like Justin Bieber. I did not like any of that, you know? But like with Harry, I ended up, Falling into listening, number one, to his album. Uh, hopefully another one is on the way. That's the only reason Home Skillet should have turned down being Prince Eric in The Little Fucking Mermaid is because album number two needs to be in the works, on the way, coming rapidly. I'm already upset that the 1975, apparently their fucking album isn't coming out until next year when we were supposed to get it in August. Conclusion, men just lie. Like, this is going to become a misandrist moment. Misandrist? Misandry? I don't know how to pronounce that, but misandrist moment. That would probably, like, if I have a for real solo podcast, that would be the name of it. Misandrist moments. Because... All I talk about pretty much is how men just lie for no reason. Like, don't say you're coming out with a fucking album. And then just keep delaying it and delaying it until next year. Like, we'll have already seen them a second time before we even get the album. And I think there's either eight or seven. I kind of got lost 
um, or are off track, I need to put that in my planner. So that's what I'm going to do to distract myself from fixing my resume for tomorrow and printing it off for tomorrow. But I need to put in my planner that fucking the 1975 single comes out like next week, pretty much. And uh, we should be getting the entire album. But in conclusion, men lie, especially Aries men. Because um, Maddie and George, they're both Aries. And we all know how I feel about Aries. Aries slander until my die. We're just going to ignore the fact that I have, I believe, my Saturn in Aries. So I do have Aries in my chart. But we're going to... I blame all of my character flaws on that, honestly, even though most of them are not associated with Aries at all. I'm going to blame all of my character flaws on that. Anywho, oh my gosh, my nose keeps stepping up. But like I was saying, I don't find people like attractive without having some sort of personality behind it. And like even people that I've just been like, I'm like not physically attracted to this person at all. I ended up being physically attracted to them because of their personalities. So I don't know if that's something that's on like the spectrum of sexualities. If I know people, some people are like, I'm a sapiosexual, which means I'm attracted to intellectuals and stuff like that. I just feel like that sounds so pretentious, but I genuinely like can't be. And I feel like that's part of the reason why I always date people who like were my friends first or if we're talking about sleeping with people the two people I slept with like one of them was my boyfriend at the time but another one was like a friend that I've had for so or that I had freshman year and then our friendship picked back up and it doesn't exist anymore but you know it is what it is but it's like people that I felt like close to or that I've been friends with and pretty much every person that I've dated outside of um outside of my technical first relationship quote unquote at freshman year which I don't count you guys already know kind of why I don't count that and um the guy that recently broke things off with me like those two or I'm I can just say his name his name was Ryan other than first dude and Ryan, like those are the only two people in the four years that I've been dating and stuff like that and been in relationships or whatever that I didn't start out just being friends with. Um, so yeah, like I said, it's really hard for me to have any type of sexual or physical attraction to people that I haven't seen any type of personality from them. Anyway, what was I saying to go along with that? Oh, but I can just ignore it because I, if I'm not actively dating someone, I can just ignore the fact that I haven't been successful in relationships. And then you can also say that success is defined by different things. Like I wasn't the reason that my last relationship ended. I, I've never been the reason that my relationships have ended. It's always been like the other person wanting to either put their problems or put their things above me or, you know, just breaking things off with me. So in that way, I can say that I'm not exactly unsuccessful, but I don't know. It's all about how you measure success. I don't 
I don't care to get into semantics, but again, I can just ignore that part. I can ignore the fact that I only been in like one long-term relationship or whatever. But when you're faced with this fucking guitar, (laughs) it's really hard to ignore the fact, like even with band, like I was first chair in band from sixth grade to what, like, I think from sixth grade to 11th grade, always first chair pretty much. Or like I battled back and forth between being first and second chair with someone. But I usually always ended up being first chair. And then like when I was in the top band in high school, I didn't mind not being first chair because the people who were in front of me like wanted to major in music and stuff like that. So like they were taking... I guess, flute more seriously than someone who was just like a casual band member and who liked music or who likes music and does it. But I do, I always did it as more of a hobby than as something that I potentially saw myself majoring in or doing like for a living. So it made sense that those people were ahead of me because they literally came to college or they went to college to major in music whether it was performance in their, what do you call it, in their instrument. I'm starting to have, like, brain farts. I ate, like I said, and I'm getting, like, a food coma kind of, but I'm also a little bit uncomfortable because I feel, like, the gas from eating cheese because I don't eat dairy very often anymore. So when I do, I can definitely feel it. But, yeah, it made sense for those people to be ahead of me, to be first, second, whatever chair, because of the fact that they were going to school for music or that was at least their outlook on things or their plan. I don't really know where they ended up, but that was their plan. They were going to auditions for college bands and stuff like that and programs, and I was just, you know, doing it casually. But even being, I think... The lowest I ever was was like fifth chair, I'm pretty sure. Even being fifth chair, like, I was still really good. Like, I still made, if you're grading band and theory and all of that, I was still making all A's, making 100s on stuff. Like, I never made less than, and I know it's mostly performance-based, but still, all of my pass-off, was that what they were called? Pass-off test? I think that's it. All of those, I would always do really well on despite having like issues with performance and being nervous about performances and stuff. So this is all to say, me sucking my dick for like 20 minutes now is all to say that I'm not used to not being good at things. And that's something that keeps me wanting to continue learning guitar, but also makes me want to throw my guitar out of the window every day um, because or makes me cry in front of my teacher because I'm not used, like I'm not used to, and I'm not good at, I guess, not being good at things. Like I always, I almost obsess over them to the point where like a few weeks ago, I was like spending like hours a day, like doing guitar related things or looking at things. And I was just like, I could be using my time better I could be cleaning my room or putting up my clothes but instead I'm obsessing over this one thing that I'm not good at and when I first started taking lessons my teacher asked me like what is your goal with learning guitar and I told him it wasn't like a 
a thing that I wanted to like obsess over yet here I am doing it I told him I want it to be something that's a hobby for me that I can just like take easy and not be super serious about because I'm usually super serious about everything else in my life and I think I kind of forgot (laughs) that part of it but it's also like I said very enlightening for me to like be doing something because you can only even if it doesn't seem like it, like me, I don't feel like I'm progressing very much. I'm still switching chords at such a slow pace, even though my teacher constantly says like, you're doing better, like you're switching chords faster, you know, all of your chords, like you're not really having to look back at your finger charts and stuff like that to figure out what chords are. You're reading the tablature, okay. And all of those types of things, you're not getting a lot of ringing on your strings. He can say those over and over again, and I'm still just going to focus on and obsess over the things that I'm not doing very well. And it's just part of being someone who's been a perfectionist to the point of almost being a robot and almost actually being perfect and everyone else always perceiving you as being perfect. And um, I kind of had to yesterday was like me having to remember that it is okay for me not to be perfect and even like at the end of my lesson so I earned one of my stripes because I'm doing the stripe system even though I'm 22 fucking years old I'm doing the stripe system basically developed for kids to like have achievements and stuff because I am such a type a achievement goal based type person and even like I got a stripe I got stripes last week for knowing my string names E A D G B hi um, I got my stripe for my strings and I also got my stripe for being able to play a scale on one one octave of a scale on one string um but this week I got my stripe for being able to play E minor and A minor which are my like two lowest like or two lowest my two easiest or the two easiest chords to learn on guitar and um, also my power chords which I kind of sucked at like I didn't feel like I really did my power chords all that great and like he gave me the stripe but I kept feeling as though like I didn't actually earn it and despite the fact that he my teacher kept saying like I'm not like I wouldn't give this to you just because or just because you cried or had a mental breakdown or whatever like you earned this one I still didn't feel like I earned it and like that that's something that I have to get more used to like I am like my biggest critiquer I guess you could say is that a word critic oh my gosh I'm a dumb bitch but I'm my biggest critique critique I'm my biggest critic that's the fucking word I sound so dumb like you would not think that I just graduated with a 4.0 from college but uh well but I'm my biggest critic and like that's how it is for a lot of people and that I have to give myself or cut myself some slack like it's a hard instrument to learn there's a lot involved but me obsessing over it and no one's perfect and I think guitar has been at least for me like a great way of reminding myself that I'm not perfect and that's why I challenge anyone to go out and do something 
specifically, especially those of you who are like me, type A, high achieving people who everyone always says you have everything together and you're so perfect and I wish I were like you and like putting you on this pedestal and putting you up to this almost like unrealistic standard that nearly freaks you out. I challenge you to go do whether it's an instrument or a writing class or painting or whatever it is to like go take a course go do something if you don't know how to ride a bike and you're just like oh I've been avoiding it all of these years because I was bad at it when I was little <laughs> like go learn to ride a bike uh, you might fall down you might suck I suck at guitar like really fucking bad um <laughs> I'm definitely not going to be selling out any stadiums anytime soon, but, or not even stadiums, even coffee houses, <laughs> but uh, at the end of the day, like it's helped a lot with me, maybe not so much with my self-confidence, but it's helped a lot with me realizing that number one, I don't have to take everything seriously. Like not all things in life need to be serious. It's perfectly okay to just take things one day at a time or one itty bitty step at a time, one chord at a time, one song at a time, um, one step at a time. I'm just making shit up at this point, but it's perfectly okay to take things slowly and to not be an amazing songwriter or an amazing creative writer or poet or photographer or videographer or anything like your first time learning it so that that was really refreshing to realize about myself I'm still probably gonna have nervous breakdowns in my sessions because that's just the person I am and I'm also aware that I'm still going to be like pushing myself hard with guitar and I'm still probably going to get really frustrated and while I'm still in the midst of a depressive episode I'm still going to probably be even more obsessive and frustrated about not playing well but at the end of the day it's just like me not playing guitar well isn't going to make the sun fall out of the sky and I feel like that's something everyone needs to realize like you not being good at one thing or your perception of not being good at a certain thing isn't going to make the world crash and burn. Honestly, we're doing, or corporations are doing a good enough job of making the world crash and burn. The government is doing enough of a job making the world crash and burn on its own. It doesn't, the guitar, the, I don't know, the skateboard, if that's for you, the painting, the... I don't, the camera, those things are not going to make the world crash and burn. So I also just encourage anyone like who struggles with like, I guess insecurities or not being good at things or perfectionism to take up some sort of hobby because number one, it helps you, like I've said this whole episode, it helps you with not being good at things or learning to not be hard on yourself for not being good at things or to get more comfortable with that fact but also just like to broaden your horizons that sounds so like valley girl but to broaden to broaden your horizons for you to do something new and for you to just learn more about yourself self-discovery all of that type of jazz so I don't know guitar 
we have a love-hate relationship. I'm looking at it right now. It pretty much stalks me. But um, I hope I can afford to continue doing lessons because I really enjoy them. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that is the tea on that. Oh, I forgot. Totally forgot about the fact that I'm starting grad school. So mm, I have orientation tomorrow and Friday from 9 to 4 p.m., that's annoying. I have to be in business casual. Like, I can't even wear any of my thought thought clothing that I'm used to wearing. Another annoying thing, like, give me a break. If I'm going to have to be there, the least I can do is be in comfortable, tight clothing. You know what I'm saying? In my little crop tops, it's going to be... Our heat index yesterday here in Georgia was 105. And that's not even, like... I got into my car, and the car said it was, like, at 108. And then as I was driving, you know how sometimes your car feels hotter, like the temperature of your car shows hotter or higher when you first get into it because it's just been sitting in the sun and you haven't been on the air conditioner or anything. No, I have been in the car with the air conditioning blasting for at least 20 to 30 minutes. And it still said 105. And I was just like, it made me think of a new theory for death and hell and all of those things what if like and I'm always a person who like tries to figure out different ways that certain belief systems that everyone else is just like no those don't exist like mm, that um you know that that's just me but uh what was I saying mm. Oh, but I, I always try to intermingle. I think that belief systems can actually intertwine and intermingle. Like, I'm totally a person who believes in Christianity, but also believes that the Big Bang Theory maybe happened. Like, how do we know that the beginning, that Genesis wasn't just God's explanation for what he was doing with the Big Bang as far as being like, oh, you know, I don't know what exactly smashed together to create everything we have and all of the galaxies and stuff that we have and life forms and stuff but what if God's version of let there he created the earth let there be light and all that stuff was really just the big bang happening and unfolding like in the metaphysical realm or physic realm whatever astrological no astronomical astronomical world whatever it is I'm not a sciencey person I tucked that part of me away over four years ago now the science part and just decided to be the math part but um that could have just been like God was putting it basically in just like a way that early primitive humans would be able to understand or whoever wrote Genesis I don't know who wrote Genesis but Whoever wrote Genesis probably wrote it in a way that was just like primitive humans and even non-primitive like modern or postmodern humans who are just as fucking dumb need it in a way that makes more sense to them. So that's why we wrote it this way. And really, uh, some people are discovering the physics aspect, the Big Bang and everything that happened in black holes and all of that stuff. But anyway, back to what I was talking about. What if hell is actually Earth? What if, and 
when you are good or believe whatever, Christian, whatever belief system, that's when you ascend to said heaven, which I guess would be the Christianity system. But uh, when you're, when you believe in Christ, you do what you're supposed to do, blah, 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 you go to heaven. But what if reincarnation is real in that you have to die a whole bunch of times? Like you die, like, and I don't really have a good enough grasp with the Bible to like really understand this and to like put what is going on in my mind or what I'm thinking into the proper words. But just know that if I was was a theologian, a theology student, this is something that I for sure, like, this would be my doctoral thesis. The fact that Earth is hell. It's getting hotter because we're getting progressively, like, everything's progressively getting worse. And there's no, like, if you are bad and you go to hell, it's because you have to be trapped here on Earth and you just keep living maybe different lives as different animals, like reincarnation, that type of idea, over and over again um, because you suck, basically. And you have to go to hell, which would be on Earth. I don't know if any of that made sense. I don't know if I sound high. I'm definitely not high. You guys know I've never been high in my life. I could only imagine the types of thoughts I would have if I were like on shrooms. You know what I'm saying? Like, because some of the shit that I've said on this podcast, I realize is really out of fucking hand. It's out of pocket, out of hand, whatever the phrases are. But, like, imagine if I were on shrooms or, I don't know, what other drugs are, like, hallucinogenic or are known to, like, LSD. A lot of great music has come out of LSD. A lot of great thinking has come out of LSD. Who knows? I could, maybe with LSD, not saying I would ever try any of these things because I'm way too much of a goody-goody two-shoes and perfectionist and scared of consequences, indoctrinated by laws and rules and regulations for me to actually take the chance and I don't like being out of control um because I have control issues so typical type a but um I just I could probably be a guitar master if I just did drugs (laughs) oh that sounds like such an absurd crazy thing to just like say but It's very true. Or I could just like hit my head, get a concussion, and all of a sudden wake up with some virtuosity that, is that how you pronounce that word? Virtuoso is the root, so virtuosity? I don't know. But some people have gotten like concussions or been in accidents and things, and they woke up being able to speak a completely different language, like just snap of their fingers just like that but anyway I'm gonna stop boring you guys with my talk about hell being on earth and me being a musical genius if I were to do drugs and well I'm gonna burp first and then I'm just gonna sign off so bye I guess